What's up, fanboys? This is episode three of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting, roundtable discussion, podcast, etc., etc. We have a thousand names for this, but we're never going to trim it down, because why not, right? You love all the names, don't you? This is your host, Anthony Mango, owner of Fanboys Anonymous, and with me on this evening's panel, we have Chris the Dace Man Dace. Hey, 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 guys! And we have Sean Walker. Never again. <laughs> What Sean is referring to is the topic of uh, the this evening's podcast, the 2014 Oscars, or otherwise known as the 86th Academy Awards Ceremony. We figured we would do a rundown of this every year with Fanboys Anonymous. And just to give you a little insight, uh, before we had our channel taken down for Google being annoying... Uh, last year we did this, and we weren't so thrilled about the choice of nominees, and most people that were on the Fanboys Anonymous team didn't bother watching many of the movies. We talked for about an hour and a half about how we didn't see much of the movies, we didn't care about a lot of the movies that were nominated, and that we were just thoroughly disappointed. This year, almost everybody saw none of the movies. <laughs> Which is a real shame, because this should be something that we're super into, and that if anybody's going to be into an Oscars type of thing, it would you would think that it would be fanboys. But that's the case, and partially, I would assume, it's kind of the same as what it was last year, where a lot of us have seen a lot of superhero movies and different things like that, and not the artsy movies and the independent movies and all that other kind of stuff. But, man, I gotta say, this was a flop year for movies in general and um when it came around to listing the nominees and they started saying you know what movies were going to be nominated and then what were you know narrowed down to like the last couple of choices before they picked the nominees and all that other kind of stuff i hadn't known what like any of them were and i couldn't even figure out alternatives because i mean i spent most of this year watching movies like uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs too and stuff because none of these other movies seemed that interesting to me but nonetheless what i do every year is i check out as many as i possibly can when they've been nominated i haven't gotten around to watching all of them yet uh dace did you see any of the movies that were nominated or did you uh opt out for that out of all the movies that were nominated for stuff this year i saw the worst movie and that was movie 43 other than that <laughs> I have not seen shit that was nominated for uh, the Oscars. That won, like, what, like three Razzies or something? Oh, yeah, a a including Worst Picture. So I've seen the worst picture of 2013. But, <laughs> but not none the of best these... picture. <laughs> no, none of them. Now, how many of these have you seen, Sean? Just the one, sadly. I want to stop my eyes out, and that was Gravity. <laughs> Sandra Bullock just panting for an hour and 45 minutes, you know? See, that's really the... That might be spoiler. ideal. Just ah, 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 for like two hours long. And she gets nominated for Best Actress, too. Oh, man. It would be uh, better if there was nudity involved. That's all I'm saying. That's a whole different gravity kind of joke. Uh, that would be if they uh, added, what was the name of the, the woman who was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for uh, Nebraska? June Squibb. That would be a different type of gravity. Uh, so what we're going to do here for this podcast is we're going to tell you, obviously, who uh, the nominees were and who ended up winning the categories, and we're going to try to break down what our thoughts are for them. But I guarantee you a lot of these are going to go by really fast. It's just we had no idea anything about this kind of stuff, so 
pass and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the show itself, you know, um, touch upon montages and in memoriam, music choices, all of that other kind of stuff. And Ellen DeGeneres as the host, which let's knock that out of the way real fast. I would say at the beginning of this, when she did her monologue, okay, but not great. And man, that kept sinking lower and lower and lower throughout the show. By the time this was over with, God, she was awful. And I don't know if it was her writing all of her jokes or she had a team or something like that. But you know what? I shouldn't even say her writing all of her jokes because she only really had two of them. She had the pizza thing, which went on for like, what was it? Like 45 minutes worth of this show. (laughs) Something like that. That was, oh my god, she, the first one, okay, maybe you can throw a reference out there of like, hey, everybody want pizza? Alright, ha ha ha, that's not really that funny. But <laughs> she dragged on with it, and then it was on, you know, it popped up again, and then it popped up again, and granted, one of the pieces, uh, the pizza, uh, I think it was Harrison Ford uh, might have grabbed it or something like that, I was like, that looks kind of good, but <laughs> that's not what the goal is here, the goal is supposed to be funny and entertaining. Uh, just, oh man, she, her tweet, picture thing okay you know why not try it but she was botching names she referred to Kristen bell as uh kristen bl she had no idea how to say christoph waltz <laughs> it's like christopher christoph christoph yeah christoph Walt, waltz like uh she had a couple of decent jokes about like jennifer lawrence tripping and stuff like that but man i was not impressed what did you think these I've been forever ruined with the uh, hosts because after Seth MacFarlane, nothing will ever top him. So I don't like her at all. <laughs> she just wasn't funny. I, I, and like, I feel like she kind of was being nice. I want you, I want somebody to rip those actors, especially since they're taking up four hours of my night. <laughs> you wanted another Ricky uh, Gervais? Yeah. I want like those mean hosts. Like sure, they just I'm, come I'm... out and start making fun of people. <laughs> Now, Sean, you and I were talking a little bit earlier when this had started, and you were you mentioned uh, Ricky Gervais. Same kind of thought? Ricky Gervais should have came back or somebody else instead of Ellen? Anybody but this fucking tall, lanky lesbian, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I don't know if it's my British sense of humor or what, but Jesus fucking Christ, if that's what's well American humor these days, Jesus, I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> it's not. It's got to be Canadian or something like that. That is definitely not American humor. <laughs> For some reason, she's really popular. It's just, it's not my thing. With mom. How has she got her own show? <laughs> how do we, how do so many people in this country have their own show? Let's put it that way. Yeah, Steve Harvey has one, so. <laughs> uh, um, some of the other things that went on throughout the show, I really liked their choices for music. Uh, they were playing the Oblivion soundtrack at one point. And I was just like, oh, man, I really love the Oblivion soundtrack. That was so cool. And then they transitioned into Thor. And I was like, duh, you're making this even better. <laughs> and there was like a, a real mark out moment when they started playing the Avengers theme and all that other kind of stuff. That's always something I'm really interested in because you take like some of the best movie themes of all time. You throw it at a big show together. I love it. Uh, you know, Harrison Ford comes out. You got to have him come out with uh, the Indiana Jones theme and stuff like that. One thing I thought was kind of funny though was I don't remember who the um, who was accepting the award or what the award was or whatever, but there was one instance where they were running um, the Forrest Gump theme, and somebody was like trying to cram in a little bit extra, and when they started playing it again, it just seemed kind of awkward, uh, awkward because it was like, 
I wanted somebody to start yelling like run off the stage forest run or something like that. <laughs> uh any thoughts on the music choices, guys? I I enjoyed some of them like I don't know why, but I kinda marked out when the Titanic song came on. <laughs> Maybe it's the softy inside of me, but they're playing I was like, I know that song and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't uh exclaim that. <laughs> One tear falls down. Yeah, it's like, oh, why did she throw that expensive piece of jewelry in? <laughs> Sean, any thoughts? I can, I honestly couldn't tell any of the music apart, apart from the Indiana Jones part. <laughs> they all sounded the same. Just uh, string quartets and stuff. Yep, all generic. Uh, montages are another thing that I'm a big fan of for this. The superhero one I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the In Memoriam one felt a little long, but maybe that's just because a lot of people died this year, which is a shame. Uh, although I, one thing that I really did not like, uh, tying into music choices and montages and stuff like that, did they really need the whole wind beneath my wings thing, uh, after oh, the memoriam that was completely unnecessary and very awkward, I think. And it was terrible. Like she su- sings that song all the time. And this one, it just felt like it, the performance was weird. It just was awful. She almost tried to go into like a dubstep thing or something like that, though. Did you hear that? Where she was like, you, you, you. She's like, remix. Yeah. <laughs> Out comes 50 Cent in the club. There's <laughs> pocket full of bub. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> Farrell should have come back out with a hat, giving it to her. <laughs> uh, but I love the superhero one. I thought that, that was cool. Um, they were missing, you know, a, a really cool intro one. They usually do that where they have like a big rundown. I've been saying for the longest time, there's. Somebody on YouTube who does uh, filmography kind of um, montage things, and she does a fucking amazing job. Um, Jen IP is her name, G-E-N, then IP. And, man, I've been saying for years now that she's been doing it since 2010. I think it was her first one. they got to hire her to do that because she just really knows what she's doing. Uh, Weird camera angles tonight, too. A lot of – I don't know if you guys had mentioned it, but a lot of times they – kind of panned away from where they were supposed to be paying attention to and sort of just like there was a picture of uh like just lights or instead of the framing having like the person in the center of the uh the shot they were in like the bottom left hand corner or something like that i don't know what was up with the cameraman tonight but maybe they, they were they just did bored some, they did some weird close-up on penelope cruz was just awkward like, <laughs> i didn't see that one it was like right up in her face and like you could see all her pores it was weird <laughs> I had to Penelope Cruz just then. <laughs> Some guy was just like, I wonder how like much I can zoom in on this camera. <laughs> she got something in her nose. Let's see what's up there. It'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, as far as the winners go, I'm going to bounce around here. The first thing of the night was Best Supporting Actor. Jared Leto won for Dallas Buyers Club. One of the movies that I actually did see, and I watched that last night out of all things. And... I, you know, midway through the movie, I was like, all right, if he keeps this up, he's winning. He has to win this because it was just one of those roles that it typically goes to. You know, he's playing not only a homosexual, but he's playing an AIDS victim and it's in a historical kind of a movie. And, oh, man, it's just it spans the gamut of all the other Oscar kind of stuff. Uh, to keep this simple, if, um, if uh, there's... An award that we haven't really touched anything upon, like the um, documentary shorts and all that other kind of stuff. We're not even going to bother with that whatsoever. 
um, just talk about the ones that you know people care about. I guess you could say, which is kind of oh, a shame because these yeah. other people, like the the short film people, are like, I care about this shit. Like, yeah, uh, the ones that Mr. make Hublu. you stay up till midnight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, supporting actor. Um, I know you guys had mentioned that you guys hadn't seen it, but uh, any thoughts about the supporting actor thing? I think uh, Magneto should have won. <laughs> For the, his scene where Magneto goes back in time again and Days of yeah. Future Past and becomes I mean, a slave owner. Yeah, Magneto owning slaves. It's like an oxymoron. It's perfect. <laughs> That's John, all I got. <laughs> John, any ideas about the uh, best sporting actor? The dude needed a haircut, man. You, you, <laughs> just to get an Oscar, you know, the best thing you could do is just put in a ponytail or something. That apparently was like this big topic of discussion on I think it was uh, Access Hollywood or something I was watching the other night. They were they did a whole like two minutes about what should he do with his hair, and the person's like you should cut it. And the other one's like no God no, and it's like it's he's not banging you. Like what's the difference? Like uh, best costume design. It's one of the few that I had gotten wrong. I thought that this was going to go to American Hustle because that's you know another period piece kind of a thing, but it went to The Great Gatsby. That's also another thing that I had got wrong with best production design because I had that down as Great Gatsby for a while and changed that to American Hustle. So damn it to them for making me have a couple things wrong here. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, that went to Dallas Buyers Club. Makes perfect sense because of the whole um, thing with uh, Jared Leto and the horrible weight loss and a lot of other kind of stuff that Matthew McConaughey had done. Animated short film. There, that's the main topic you wanted to talk about, Mr. Hublo. <laughs> right, Sean? <clears throat> Mr. Hublo. <laughs> For the win. I did like seeing whoever his name was. Sorry, I don't know his name. Uh, the man who accepted the award, his hand was really shaking a lot when he was holding his little piece of paper. That's something I like to see, because it shows that I mean, these people, we make fun of, like, the animated short films and all that other kind of stuff as, like, the awards that don't really matter. But you can kind of tell that they, they agree with that, too, because they kind of cram them all into, like, one shot in the middle of it. Uh, but it's nice to see when people are like that, where they're all nervous and stuff, because it shows that they really, really care. You know, it's one of the most important parts of their entire life and all that. And I personally really like it when you see the people, like, break down and cry and all that. I don't know. Maybe it's just softy in me. Maybe it's because I know I would do the exact same thing. I would look like a complete idiot up there. But uh, that's always something kind of interesting. Animated feature that went to uh, Frozen, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard good things about it. Um, you guys heard good things about that too, right? Uh, <laughs> really? I, I, I sister loves it. Yeah. Uh, most people tell me good things are girls and Vic. i had no interest in seeing any of the movies that were nominated the croods didn't look that decent to me despicable me too i never even wanted to see the first one no idea what Ernest and uh, celestine is or the wind rises i hadn't heard of those until i literally wrote out the nominations list but hey maybe i'll give frozen a shot i don't know might be something to uh to check out down the line i stopped watching those kind of movies back with like before up no, before Wally. I haven't watched any of those. Did you see Up? Nope, I haven't seen that or Wally. Oh, I liked Wally. Nah. Up was uh. uh. I stopped at Toy Story three when they made me cry. <laughs> it's like animated films shouldn't make me cry. 
I'm done. <laughs> Best visual effects, easy one. That goes to Gravity, Sean's favorite film of all time. Down straight. <laughs> that was a self-explanatory kind of thing. That you know, What were the chances that something like Iron Man 3 was going to win that or whatever? I'm a little bit curious, though, that some other movies were nominated instead. Uh, the Lone Ranger gets a nomination. Why? Fuck that. Uh, I thought Star Trek of the Darkness really should have been um, given the award over... Well, you know what? I, nah, I shouldn't say that. Gravity did do a really good job with that. If anything was impressive, it was the visual effects and the cinematography. But um, It sure wasn't the acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Iron Man 3 was in that? I saw a movie! Woo! <laughs> Uh, best cinematography that also went to Gravity, which kind of goes hand in hand. Doesn't always, but a lot of the times it does. When you uh, you get the one, you get the other one. Short film that went to let me find that list here. It's all the way down below at the very bottom of mine. Helium, which I know nothing about. You guys don't know nothing about it either, right? I can't read half these titles. <laughs> yeah, I don't even <laughs> want to pronounce some of these. I'm so glad that none of them won that I can't pronounce. Uh, the Great Beauty wins be- the best foreign language film. I can pronounce all those, though. Omar, Broken Circle, Breakdown, etc. Best Documentary Short goes to The Lady in Number 6, My uh, Music Saved My Life. They shouldn't have won. That's too long of a title. <laughs> I People were kicking thing. off in the UK about that. Although it's slightly beaten out by Prison Terminal, The Last Days of Private Jack Hall. I wouldn't even have nominated that because there's too many words in it. <laughs> They're like, it goes to Cave Digger because fuck, it's the shortest. <laughs> We're running lo- lo- really late on this show. Yeah. Uh, 20 Feet from Stardom wins Best Documentary. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Sound Mixing goes to Gravity, as does Best Sound Editing. Again, two things that kind of go hand it, in hand. Hold on. It's space. How the fuck is there sound? That's something that I thought was really funny too, because when they when I had seen Gravity, I was like, all right, this is going to win the best sound categories, guaranteed. It has to, because there's like damn near no sound in it, and that's got to be something where it's so ludicrous that it has to happen. Like the idea of best sound editing and best sound mixing when there is mostly silence is just so ridiculous <laughs> because it's like, all right, you, you hire a sound editor and you're like, Hey, Phil or whoever was, I don't know who uh, was in charge of it for this. <laughs> Phil, can you, uh, can you edit the scene? The guy's like, all right, he hits a mute button. <laughs> He's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to go off on a coffee break. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. He probably did 10 minutes worth of work <laughs> and it's for the music at the credits. <laughs> the frig. Now, I'm sure that there's, you know, a lot more intricate stuff than we're privy to when it comes to that. But at the same time, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and the we, best sound mixing is like, how do you mix mute with mute? If we ever win, like if we ever get into the Academy for whatever reason, we have to go back and destroy these videos. <laughs> nobody from the sound department's going to work with us. You're going to be like, hey, uh, I just muted your entire film and got rid of the, <laughs> all the sound. You have to start from ground zero. Take that for your fucking criticism. <laughs> Yeah, well, fuck you. We'll do subtitles and win Best Picture of the Year. Suck it. Yeah, we'll just call it an artistic <laughs> choice. <laughs> it's gonna happen now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Best film editing. I believe that that went to uh, Gravity as well, <clears throat> which is 
kind of interesting because there's a lot of tracking shots that didn't have any editing in it. But I guess that's one of the reasons why. Um, we awarded it to the lack of work. <laughs> but when you were watching this, Sean, did you think any of that kind of stuff had hit the mark? Anything was interesting, like uh, besides maybe the visual effects? But did anything? I felt like I was on a roller coaster about to throw up. <laughs> that one shot at the very beginning with uh, yep. her spinning around in a circle or up and down. Yep. With her um, her great dialogue of ah 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 ah. I can't give that man an Oscar. They won for like making it interactive with the audience for them throwing up. Is that what is that what happened? That'd be great if like they just changed that into like one of those Disney rides where like you know you're sitting in the big auditorium thing, like Tower of Terror or whatever, and it moves with you. Just keeps like spinning. And Sandra Bullock just panting desperately in the background, (laughs) making you nauseated as you're going down just because of her panting. Uh, best original score and best song were um, heavily featured. Well, not the be- best original score. That wasn't really heavily featured. But the uh, best song, of course, they did their um, their usual renditions of that during the show. I was surprised. I thought Happy from Despicable Me 2 was going to win. But it went to Let It Go from Frozen, which I did not think was really that good of a song. Yeah, that's because they're beating off that film. <laughs> it should have gone to the, the blonde duet. Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the moon song from her, I think it was. No, yeah. it was, um, I know, I think that, yeah, that must have been it. That chicken sing. <laughs> um, I had better sing in, in a Chinese karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the sequel. I go there, so that he's talking about me. <laughs> Best original score went to Gravity, which <sighs> was definitely the film that won the most amount of awards tonight. Uh, Steven for the Price. least amount of work. <laughs> that really that's another category where it's got the least amount of <laughs> there might have only been like uh you know five songs that could be on the soundtrack or something from this and panting that's like six tracks which is sandra bullock panting and george clooney saying it's gonna be all right george clooney being george clooney i like the uh i don't remember if it was skewing junkies honest trailer or if it was um cinema sins i'm pretty sure it was the honest trailer uh where they were like the stars George Clooney playing George Clooney because <laughs> it's really himself in the whole thing. Just a charming astronaut guy. Hey, you're attracted to me, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, God, why, why are the uh, Academy get your head out of your ass? <laughs> Best original and adapted screenplay uh, adapted went to 12 years a slave and original went to uh, her which I thought was a little surprising. I thought that that was going to go to American Hustle. I don't think American Hustle won a single thing throughout the whole night. Judging by Christian Bale's face, they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Bale looked pissed. He had that look on his face of just the golf clap of like, yeah, I see how this goes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. No, it's fine. It's fine. His stare was trying to give Matthew McConaughey AIDS. (laughs) He's going to go Batman on him. Where's my award? Either that he's going to flip out like uh, with the lighting guy at Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Oh, fucking great. He's like, I go, I do a historical piece. It's nominated for Best Actor and Best Picture, a whole bunch of other things. What the fuck? I gained weight. I stopped being Batman. Come on. Do, do, do. 
uh, best director goes to Alfonso Cuaron, which I was annoyed with because I had him down for like two months that he was going to win this. And two days ago, I go, you know what? It's going to Steve McQueen or David O. Russell. It's not going to go to Cuaron. No. And motherfucker, I was wrong. <laughs> you planned two months for this? As soon as the uh, nominees were out, I started giving my predictions. I jump on that every year. Um, <laughs> one thing I thought was funny with that, uh, I've been talking to a couple of people, people, and they all kind of agree. This should have gone to David O. Russell just because it's hilarious to hear people say David O. Russell, American Hustle. <laughs> Everybody that does that, they do this kind of like sing-songy thing. It's like Steve McQueen, 12 Years a Slave. Alexander Payne, Nebraska. Martin Scorsese, Wolf of Wall Street. David O. Russell, American Hustle. Like, they all do that. It's Wait, so isn't weird. he the, the director that also would, like, get in the car with them and lay in the back seat? I remember uh, an interview I think he did with Jon Stewart. He's like, yeah, I like to get up in the actor's face. Like, that's got to be the most awkward fucking thing in the world. Especially since a lot of American Hustle was just uh, improvised. And um, apparently the role that Jeremy Renner played in it, there was a whole big mix-up with, like, the actors. Like, um, I think it was Christian Bale had been cast in his role, and he couldn't do it anymore, so Bradley Cooper ended up being in that role. Jeremy Renner ended up playing Bradley Cooper's role. But then it all got fixed, and then they were like, oh, crap, we're going back to what we had before, but we don't have a spot for Jeremy Renner, so let's make a part for him, change the script around, and then, ah, just make shit up. And, like, <laughs> so maybe that's why he didn't win, because he was just kind of like, you do all the work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What are we on, gravity? Like, <laughs> uh, one thing I forgot to mention, Lupita Nyong'o won uh, for Best Supporting Actress. Everybody called that ahead of time. That was a pretty simple thing. Um, no real surprises there. I feel uh, sorry for the person that had to announce her. <laughs> it's not too bad. Lupita Nyong'o. Now nah, I'm fucking it up twice in a row. <laughs> if I were to look at that on a piece of paper, I'd be like, fuck, it's the one that's not Jen or Julia. It's it's the, the, the non-normal name. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Best supporting actress. 12 years of sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. She had a lot of buzz going around her. So that was like... If anything was a guarantee this year, it was going to end up being that. And I still haven't seen 12 Years a Slave, so that's uh, one that I'm going to have to download later on or to <clears throat> buy, <clears throat> is what I meant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed that um, a lot of these best uh, actor, actress, etc. kind of things, they seemed like there were a lot of like safe bets. Now... You know, maybe it's something different. Maybe I'm just overlooking stuff. But Julia Roberts, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, like uh, these people pop up all the time. Amy Adams and Meryl Streep, like almost every year it's the same kind of people and stuff. So whenever they do the one random person that sticks out, that ends up being like the person that they really cared about. And then the rest are just sort of like, well, let's just give this to this person and just give it to that person. Like uh, for best director, it was like, of course, Martin Scorsese is going to end up getting nominated for that because he's martin scorsese like he gets nominated every year he only wins like once or twice um uh what was the other ones that left we had uh actor actress and best picture best actress went to kate blanchett another thing that people had talked about ahead of time and um unfortunately for gravity 
Sandra Bullock's panting did not win her the Oscar. <laughs> because the panting was fake. We didn't and, believe it. <laughs> and at that point, Sean Walker was just like, oh, son of a bitch, that's it. I don't trust these people if they didn't go with Sandra Bullock. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, that, that woman's speech was long-winded, though. Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of went on far too long. And, uh, you know who like... else had a really, really long one, too? Um, Jared Leto, at the very beginning. His was really long, about all these inspirational things and all this other kind of stuff. It's okay every once in a while, but I don't know. I think a lot of people bring too much politics into it. It's kind of like, okay, good job acting in this movie. You know, why do you need to talk about, like, um, unrelated things that are bothering you and stuff? But then again, I'm the same type of person who's like, why are you thanking your kids? They didn't help you. <laughs> like, I'm kind of uh, cynical when it comes to that kind of stuff. A lot of weird speeches tonight. Uh, what was the one with the, the woman that was singing? Damn. I don't yeah, remember that. what that was. It was one of the ones like documentary short or something like that. But that was very awkward. It was just kind of like, and we want to thank this great singer next to me. And she came up and sang some song I'd never heard of before. And they should have just started immediately playing the music to get her off. Uh... And we had Mark Henry present an award according to Sean. <laughs> I don't know who that oh, actress Mark is, Henry but I apologize. <laughs> but Anna Kendrick, though, looking good. Definitely a celebrity crush of mine. Best actor goes to not Christian Bale, despite <laughs> how, how upset that he was. It goes to Matthew McConaughey, who I thought really did a, d- a damn good job in Dallas Buyers Club. So I was actually really surprised that that uh, went through because I thought it was going to go to Chiwetel Ejiofor. And uh, if it would have gone to Bale or McConaughey as it did or DiCaprio, I would have been fine with any of those. I didn't see Nebraska. And from what I've seen of it, I doubt that I would have thought that Bruce Stern deserved it. And kind of the same goes for Chiwetel with... 12 Years a Slave, everything that I have seen of it, it just seemed like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, play the politics about it, but it seemed like he was getting a nominee because of the fact that it was that kind of a movie. Um, I don't know if uh, a lot of people would agree about that or not. I got to see the movie too, because he might've done a damn good job, but Matthew McConaughey definitely stood out. I think, um, you guys, any thoughts about the, uh, the best actor stuff? AIDS won. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see any of the movies. And I, I honestly, I've heard great things about American Hustle, so I probably would have went with Bale. Uh, even though when we were talking during the uh, the selection, I, I was kind of hoping Bale would lose, only for the fact that he'd go back and play Batman now. <laughs> I'm down with Batflick. Uh, but Bale Flick. Flick. Bale Flick. <laughs> Bale Flick. Or Bat Bale, or whatever you want to call him. Um, come on. <laughs> I really want to see a hybrid now, Bale Fleck. <laughs> Bale Fleck as Batman. It'll be awesome. It'll be like a Clerks meets American Psycho. <laughs> I, what the hell, I'd pay to watch that movie. <laughs> There's no denying it, I totally would. Sean, any thoughts about Best Actor? Not really. <laughs> the excitement that we have for this year's Oscars is palpable. 
Last award of the night, best picture, the one that everybody cares the most about. The nominees, if you didn't know ahead of time, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, Dallas Buyers Club, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Out of the ones that I had seen, which were American Hustle, Gravity, uh, Dallas Buyers Club, and Wolf of Wall Street, I personally liked Wolf of Wall Street the very best. Um, American Hustle, I thought, was a decent enough movie to get nominated, and same goes for uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I totally could see why that was nominated. Gravity, I really don't think it should have been. Uh, that seemed like it was a very good uh, example of filmmaking, but not a really good movie because it was basically just a tension film and tension films are just, they're not best picture material in my mind. I don't think I've ever seen a single tension movie that's ever been captivating because hell, if you know that a movie is supposed to be an hour and a half long and you've got 40 minutes left and there's one character in it, you know that Sandra Bullock is not going to die. They're not going to spend 40 straight minutes with no characters and just have you watch, you know, space debris float around. Hey, I am legend. We followed Will Smith for that long and then they killed him. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. Should have said that first. <laughs> I think if you haven't seen I am legend by now, then you deserve to be spoiled. <laughs> That's like, wait a minute. Bruce Willis was dead all this time. Ah, oh, shit. I haven't seen that. I don't know what you're talking about though. So was Chang on <laughs> community. <laughs> So, best picture goes to 12 Years a Slave, the main movie that people were talking about the most, which um, is no surprise, once again. So, I guess I'm going to have to watch it because I've kind of made it a point to see every best picture for the last couple of years. But, I gotta say, man, this is another year where I think 99 out of 100 of these movies are not going to be remembered by next year. Who won last year? Uh, whew. Last year, I know I remember I wanted it to be Les Mis because I actually mm -hmm. liked that the best at the time. But you know what? Off the top of my head, I really can't remember. Um, Googling. <laughs> no. Oh, there we go. Google. Because the 86th is all the way at the top. Oh, stupid. Best picture went to Argo. Argo, Bat that's Fleck. right. Yeah, which I thought was massively overrated. Go Batfleck. I own it. I haven't it. seen it. What was that, Sean? Never even heard of it. I'll go. I thought that was another one of those movies that people overhyped and everything. By the time I, I got it. done watching it, I was just like, well, this is nominated? Like, uh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that, because there was that whole thing that Batfleck didn't get uh, nominated for Best Director, but then won Best Picture. Right. So maybe that was uh, like an on-purpose kind of snub, because they knew that they were going to give it to that or something. Yeah. But... Man, there's there's been this trend of that where it's just like, you know, all these movies are nominated. They kind of come out of the blue, and people don't talk about them. I mean, there's movies from the 1990s that were nominated and didn't win Best Picture that people put in their top ten films of all time, and then you look at a movie like The King's Speech, which won two years ago, three years ago, or something like that. Does anybody ever bring that up when they talk about the best movies of all time? Does anybody ever bring up Chicago, for fuck's sake? Or, uh, yeah, there's so many of these movies. It's a real shame because it's like, if you look at something like 1994, 94 had like 10 of the best films of all time or whatever. And 
so many of them obviously could not win because you can only have one winner each year. But mm-hmm. we had Forrest Gump win. And if I'm remembering correctly, I might be a little bit wrong on this. 94 was the same year that we had uh, Pulp Fiction. Yep. The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The Lion King. <laughs> Just like these fucking movies didn't win Best Picture because Forrest Gump ended up having to win. And then it's like these years we get, you know. Uh, Mr. Hublot. Mr. Hublot. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, you know, goes on the list of like, these are, you know, the 86 supposed best films of these 86 years and all that. It's a real shame, but I don't know. Maybe uh, watching 12 Years a Slave, I'll think that it's, you know, an amazing picture. But until that happens, I cannot say that it's the best uh, for the year. But really, as I had mentioned before, really low point of movies for this year. I can't think of anything that I would put in that spot instead. So I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to give it to uh, white house down. I thought it was an interesting movie, but <laughs> that's not a best picture material. They should give all the awards to Thor. Just <laughs> to Thor. Just best actor is uh, Thor. Is it, is that, that kid that was in the movie that was like hanging around Kat Dennings for the whole thing. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, her, I guess, boyfriend or whoever, intern. Right. Yeah. The best visual but, effects for naked um, Skarsgård. Yeah, we have to think of this, though. Next year, when we're watching this, and we pretend like we're going to watch all the films again, Matthew McConaughey will be uh, introducing the best actor. Best actress. They, yeah. they do the opposite. Oh, still. <laughs> he's going to be on stage. Ed TV. <laughs> Taking the place of Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Or, hell, Leonardo DiCaprio or Christian Bale. They could have came out, introduced the best actress. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, unless he goes through a massive weight change again and dies, will be bringing (laughs) us at TV in 2015. Hey, at least he kind of deserved it. It was a good year for him with that. Uh, Only took AIDS. That's like that's like the byline to it. It's like Matthew McConaughey wins. It only took AIDS. <laughs> that's like the, the best way that you can describe it. Oh, man. So, I mean, that is a real quick rundown of what we thought about the Oscars. Obviously, this was not, you know, as big of a thing as we should have had it be from our perspective as fanboys. This should be something that we are super, super into. We watched all the movies. We have big fanboys party like you know all that kind of stuff but that's just not going to happen when you get uh, a lot of movies out of the blue that just don't seem really that interesting to a lot of the mainstream audience and stuff if they make a superhero category then i'll start caring about your other crap (laughs) hopefully by the time we go to the 2015 oscars and the uh, 87th academy awards that'll be a different story if this is a, a third time's a charm kind of a thing maybe we can hope for that but if not, then next year you're going to hear a lot of the same points of view where people aren't going to be uh, watching many of the movies and we're, we're going to just be running down what happened on the show as like, whoop, didn't care, didn't see it, and all that other kind of stuff. It's a shame, but what the hell? Do what you got to do. It's complete discrimination against mutants and superhumans. <laughs> well, it definitely shouldn't have gone uh, best picture to Man of Steel. That's for wow. sure. <laughs> but like, come on. You gave it to the black guy, couldn't give it to a superhuman or... As Guardian. <laughs> they just throw them uh, in with the, uh, the music throughout the night as, like, consolation prizes. <laughs> oh, this will like, keep those fanboys' attention. <laughs> they're like, we'll have Thor present an award, and 
you know, why not? Uh, unless you guys have uh, last words, then that should uh, round it out. Dace, anything else you want to say? I'm going to go watch Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Sean, anything else that you want to chime in on? Yeah, don't expect me to be here for the next Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Ellen DeGeneres hosts it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so one last thing we got to do, just round out this whole podcast with some plugs. Dace, up to you. Follow me on Twitter, at The Dace Man. Check out my podcast, The Dace Man Show, every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Mega Powers Radio. This week will be hosted by Frank Ward, because yours truly is going to go do adult work, which sucks. Check out my articles on fanboysnows.com. And as always, just check out what I'm doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're up. Yeah, just check my shit out on Fanboys. And um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Sean C2K37. That's, that's me done. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Obviously, check out what's going on with FanboysAnonymous.com and YouTube.com slash FanboysAnon. Later on in this month, we're going to be doing another group meeting. I'm not too sure what the premise is going to be for that one, but that's going to be the much more exciting, the actual roundtable discussion kind of a thing. We wanted to make this a quick, easy one just to put our opinions out there about what happened for the Oscars. But we're going to do something more entertaining, maybe something like uh, trying to pick um, favorite stuff of ours. Maybe we're going to try to do something uh, really quirky and interesting and odd. I don't really know yet. If you have any suggestions of what you would like to see, send them in on the comments below. Make sure that you can also check out Fanboys Anonymous stuff on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts, which are different. Twitter is Fanboy Anonymous because they have one extra char- character that they wouldn't let us have. <laughs> Facebook is Fanboys Anonymous. We also have Instagram and uh, Tumblr and everything else like that. For all the other A Mango Tree related stuff, A Mango Tree is just found everywhere, all over these kind of pages, so you can't miss it by looking at Tony Mango kind of related um, pages. That'll do us in for group meeting number three. I'm Tony Mango for Chris Dace and for Sean Walker and for all the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here tonight. We wish you a happy, hopefully better Oscar season coming up after this one. (laughs) And have a good evening, everybody. This group meeting is adjourned.